Welcome to the podcast, Chronicles of a Contagion, a collection of stories capturing the individual experiences of people as they navigate life during the COVID-19 global pandemic. I'm Stephanie Gaudet, an associate professor at Concordia University, Wisconsin, and a believer in the incredible power of stories to shape the worlds that we live in. If you have a story you'd like to add to this archive, please contact me at stephanie.gaday at gmail.com. S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E dot G-U-E-D-E-T at gmail.com. I'm from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, I'm a student at Concordia University. Uh, I play basketball there. Um, I'm a pharmacy major. Uh, hmm, what else? I, I, I feel mean, like I that's, think that's good. I think that's good. Uh, I didn't realize you were a pharmacy major. I am, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. Um, especially since I think you're such a strong writer. I feel like yeah, maybe I, we need to do some converting here. <laughs> yeah, I was honestly, when I came into it, like I was thinking of minor in something in English, like something, you know, something in the English field because I like to write. And yeah. like, I've been a like my last teachers, like my advanced teachers always tell me that mm-hmm. I write ahead of like what I'm supposed to, you know, like, so mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, mm, that's interesting. Well, there is an English minor, a writing minor. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. Today's yeah. not the day, but I'm going to put that in my uh, <laughs> put that in my little toolbox there. Today, as you know, we are getting together to talk a little bit about the ways that uh, your life has changed uh, since the COVID-19 outbreak. Um, so maybe we could start with you just talking kind of broadly about um, once you started to find out, you know, we started to hear that this was going to be maybe a bigger deal than what anyone had originally thought. And I mean, things happened really quickly that last week of school. So if you can just kind of walk us through, um, the awareness, you know, how the awareness of the pandemic sort of played itself out in your, in your life. Yeah. So like it was two weeks before spring break started and like, we it has started coming up on the news and things like that. Like you started to see like, you know, virus in China and it's starting to spread and all that stuff. And I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. this never really happened in this area. So it's like, I mean, we're probably fine, you know? And yeah. so like, you know, I kind of put it off. I didn't really think about it, but then it was the week before spring break started around like Tuesday or Wednesday, they started mm-hmm. to say it's like, get, there was cases starting to pop up in the United And, you know, again, I was not really thinking that it would, uh, I didn't think it was that serious for us. I didn't think it really applied for anybody in the U.S. It started to say, like, that there was cases even in the U.S. now and, like, even closer to where we are. I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. uh, is it that serious? It might not be that serious. And I started to use those stigmas, like, that it's only, like, an old person disease and that, right. like, uh, it's only – it doesn't really affect most of our population, so we'll be fine. Like, nothing's mm-hmm. going to affect us. And then there was, like, the emails that started to come into Concordia, and it was around, like, Thursday – or Friday when we went into class and then that's when all the questions started to flood in and yeah. all that happened where it's like, how long are we going to be gone? Are we going to be mm-hmm. gone? 
Are we going to return? And then that's personally for me is when it was like, oh, crap. Like, um, mm-hmm. I'm my, the plan that I had for like the school year isn't going to like fold, like unfold the way I wanted it to. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's when uh, stuff started to get kind of serious for me, at least. I mean, the, yeah. like that Friday before we left for spring break. Right. I think I remember when that was all uh, unfolding too. I the first thing I remember hearing as of being canceled was the South by Southwest Music Festival, and I mm-hmm. remember thinking, "Holy cow! If they canceled that with the amount of money and exposure that that brings into Austin, and what a big deal that is every year." But then it made sense because people come from all over the world. Right. And then when you started to hear about the NBA and when yeah. the NCAA canceling yeah. the trip, then I thought this is this yeah. is huge for yeah. the U.S. to cancel sports. <laughs> yeah, that's when it hit me when it was like serious. It's like, OK, yeah. so now they're really shutting everything down seriously. So, like, I mean, yeah, yeah, that, it was kind of bad for everybody. So. Mm-hmm. In what ways, I mean, this is kind of obvious, but can you talk about some specific ways that your life has changed besides that you are not living in Mequon <laughs> since <laughs> uh, since the outbreak? Okay, well, the biggest one for me is at first, like, finding the place I live now isn't, like, where I plan to live. So, like, that was mm-hmm. kind of the biggest thing for me, just changing, like, the way I live and the lifestyle that I usually live. So mm-hmm. I'm living with some people that are like not strangers, but like people that I really didn't know that well in the first mm-hmm. place that kind of reached out. Like um, the the week in spring break when I was back home, I wasn't at my home. I was with friends and I was like asking around looking for a place to stay. And the lady mm-hmm. came up that was, she was, she was a lady that had watched me play basketball my senior year. And she kind of mm-hmm. just like reached out because she wanted to help me at the end of the year, get into school and stuff like that. So, you know, I reached out to her and I was like, you know, this is, with all this stuff going on, um, I'm coming home earlier than I expected. Can I have some, can I like, may I stay with you? You know, like asking for a place to stay. And she thankfully said yes. So living with her has been an adjustment. It's been a little different than mm-hmm. what I'm used to, but you know, I have to respect people's rules, people home and stuff like that. So yeah. that's the biggest change for me. Um, besides like not getting to exercise as much as I want to. And sure. those are the two biggest things, the exercise and the lifestyle change. Yeah, uh, that is such an amazing story that she reached out or that you had the courage to say, hey, I need this. Yeah, I have to I'm come. I'm really proud of you for that. I'm yeah. really proud of you for that. Yeah. Thank you. Cause yeah. Yeah. This, is, <laughs> this isn't something that I'm used to. So. Yeah, of course. But that's I think this is the time I I know I would want to help someone. And, you, you know, you don't know. You don't know what you can do unless someone says, hey, I need this. So Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's really that shows a lot of maturity. Um, so normally would you be, obviously be working out with your team, but working out like in the gym and, uh, what would this time of year look like for you? Yeah, That's this off season would have been like, uh, for at least four days a week in the weight room and five days a week in the gym, which was like 24 seven hour access at school. So it was like, I mean, yeah, ready to work, you know, like, and the season had just ended. So it was like, everything was starting to like mellow down. Everything was starting to, mm-hmm. I was starting to fall into a schedule in the school. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't have yes, to yes. go to practice for three hours and then this happens. And then it's like, everything flips again. So it's like adjusting from having to be in practice all the time and doing homework. Then it's like a, another huge mm-hmm. adjustment coming back home, being online with everything mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it was like two different flips, but you know. Yeah. 
Well, it's been an adventurous first year for you. Yeah, it has. Sure has. <laughs> what did did basketball bring you to Concordia in the first place? Is that what what brought you to us? Um, yeah, basketball was the main thing. Yeah, yeah. But like in the pharmacy program too, because oh yeah, right, of course. That too, yeah. but cool. Yeah. So for the pharmacy program, will you just go straight through five or six or? Is it a four-year degree, or do you stay for graduate school? Yeah, I stay for graduate school, I think, three years, unless I do the two-year track, which I won't do because that's just a lot. Mm-hmm. Or So, yeah, I'll probably do four years and then another three in graduate school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Oh, that's really <laughs> exciting. Uh, um, okay. Go ahead. Sorry. I was saying it was just long. <laughs> yeah, it, it is long. long. <laughs> <laughs> I did my... Uh, graduate work split up so I did my undergrad and then it was years before I went back and got my master's and then years before I went back again I I can't imagine going straight through but then there's also the benefit of getting it all done you know right at once when you're young and strong Are there any, besides your new place that you live, so maybe there are some new routines or rituals or events that have kind of worked their way into your daily life Yeah, that um, you can think of? The uh, new routines, not really, I'm not really do that. Probably, I get up at around 7.30 and go run, mm-hmm. do the exercises that uh, the trainers gave to us. So, like, that's something I'm nice. doing now. Um, yeah, it feels, I mean, like ritual wise, the freedom is weird. I don't, that's why I don't really yeah. have like, I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. at some points it feels like I'm on summer break. That's what somebody said to me, but like, yes. it's true because like, it's weird. You know, you don't have, you don't have like the structure that you usually have. So like, yeah. I don't have any rituals. I try to follow like my school day. So like for your class, if I wake up, you know, Wednesday, I get up at, I go to class at 830 and do the homework that I'm supposed to do during that time at 830. So it's yeah. like. Oh, that's yeah. smart. That's smart. So that's the, that's the kind of rituals I try to follow, but I mean, yeah, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really have. Yeah. Not, it does feel like you're on break, but you're not on break. I mean, it's like at yeah. nighttime, I think, well, I don't really have to go to bed, but I do because I have to get up and work all day. You know, it's this weird right. kind of suspended. But you know what? We've only got about two and a half or three weeks left. I can't right, believe Right, yeah. I, I yeah, I thought of, I was thinking about it too, and I'm yeah. looking at the calendar, and it's like, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> this is coming fast. Like it's it out. is. I it makes it like, gotta, It makes it bleed together. Like honestly, yeah, I know, I agree, like, and I feel like every day is so monotonous that it's just day in day out. It feels like this is gonna go on forever, but no, then it is going to be yeah. legit summer. <laughs> what will you do this summer? That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. That's a great question. I like. <laughs> That's it. I don't. I, I honestly, I'm at a loss of words for that too. Like, what? What am I gonna do right now? I'm working. I'm still. I'm working a job. I work at Subway, and they pay ten dollars an hour. But like, okay, I'm working nice. right now. So that's because I mean, food is still a you know essential thing. So I get to work. Right. But like, um, besides that, I'm not sure what I do. Yeah. Well, so, maybe you could pick up another job, but who knows? I mean, who knows how many jobs there'll be available? You know, maybe you could work at a grocery store since clearly right. we need, you know, grocery workers. What has anyone, and there was another thing happened? about that, like um, you know, there's yeah. like parkies where there's like they go to parks and they help they play with the kids, like you know, and they, that's like 
job. They go to the parks and play with the kids and mm-hmm. feed them lunch and stuff like that and make mm-hmm. activities for them. And that that was like a like dollar an hour job that I was gonna work. But like as of right now, with all the stuff yeah. going on, they probably won't allow people to go to parks. So it's like that's a job I kind of lost out on for right now. Yeah, that's yeah. too bad. That's I can see saying. you being good at that. Yeah. At Subway, have they yeah. had? Uh, do you have to wear like masks or uh, any kind of protection, or what's going on there? <laughs> yeah. So they have like they don't make us wear masks, but they have like these screens up uh-huh. in the lobby, so it's like to block pathogens, I guess, but, like, their screen's, like, up on every, uh, I don't know what it's called, like, the booth things, their screen's up, so, mm-hmm. like, when you talk and the people hand you money and stuff, they have to, like, put their hand under the thing, and, like, we have to wear gloves all the time, and there's all this extra sanitation stuff we have to do, but, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a little difficult. Yeah. I wonder, you know, yeah. how long it'll take before people feel safe to, you know, right. I don't know, who even knows. I was wondering, um, I was gonna ask that, too, like, How long does it like take? How long do you think it before people just start to say, you know what, we're just gonna go outside. We're just gonna like, like, do what we want. You know, like. I know. I think that's a before good they question. stop following like public policy. Right. I think that's a really good question, and I hope not too soon. I think. I think people will push it. This is just my opinion. I think people will push mm-hmm. it and then I think we'll have another spike and then people will be freaked out. And I think that <laughs> it's going to take a long time before people feel really safe, safe, even if they push some things like, you know, I'm thinking like, let's say going to a concert or going uh, to a ball game where people are packed in. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I really don't yeah, know. This- In this whole uh, time of this outbreak, can you think of one or two moments or things that have just really stood out to you as being really abnormal? Really abnormal. Or really, really amazing or really sad or really just some moments that really. Okay. So the first thing is me living here. That's like, I think that's really amazing that she let me stay here. So that's one. Um, Another one. Let me see. So. This lady came in a subway and she had like a full like suit on. She had like a suit. She had the she had a goggles. She had like a mask, face mask. She had on gloves. She had like the whole thing down when she handed me her money. Like everything she did was like in complete precaution to like not get sick. And it was it was it's okay to do that. But it just was a little overbearing for me because it's like, yeah, I mean, you have to do all that. I mean, yeah, yeah. And another thing was that was sad. It was like we went to the grocery store and mm-hmm. like when we went to like to get we went to get toilet paper because we didn't have any right. we want. Right. There yeah. <laughs> there was absolutely none. And then <laughs> in the food sections where it's like just like normal snacks and stuff like that, there was nothing. And it's just like everything is wiped clean. And it's like, why do I don't I still just don't understand why people have mm-hmm. to like overstock yeah. and take away from other people. Right. Because they're yeah, I agree. I was really when everything started and and people were hoarding, you know, and, and taking yeah. more than what they need. And yeah. and I thought that was really, really interesting and also horrifying. You know, I mean, I needed I actually was out of toilet paper. I was it was time for me to go buy toilet paper. And right. I mean, I'm like, well, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's very strange. Uh, It feels like the grocery stores are getting a little more stocked, although I haven't really been that much. So, yeah, 
they, they, I think they're starting to get a plan to it. And I like understand. Yeah. What is your biggest hope right now as you're thinking about this time? What are you hoping for? Um, honestly, I'm hoping that like everybody gets healthy and stuff like that. And I'm hoping that uh, people want to, I, I hope that everybody gets healthy and that people will want to like take the initiative to, you know, get back out and branch back mm-hmm. out and start to come back into society and stuff like that. And I hope it like just this, this is something that I can't really guess, but I hope it gets done by like, you know, August. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because like, so we can get back in the gear because I honestly really miss school. and like I know. Stuff like that, so. I know. I really, really, really am hoping that by August there will be, that that will be possible mm-hmm. for the beginning of the school year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. we can get back into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. What's your biggest fear? Hmm. I'm biggest fear. Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. Well, personally, like kind of selfishly, uh, you know, basketball is something that yeah. starts in the fall. Um, my biggest fear is that like this, the curve doesn't flatten like they say in the news, and that you know this just keeps on spreading. And they, there's like people want to take the precaution and not like bring people back out, you know, social distancing mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And that school won't start, and we'll end up online for like the start of the semester. And- yeah. We won't be able to play basketball or anything like that. That's honestly my biggest fear. Yeah, I believe that. When does this the season starts right back in August when we start back? It starts right in August. We start like uh, doing open gyms and training and all that crap. So if yeah, yeah, if it doesn't stop, then we'll be stuck. So Okay, I'm going to shift uh, directions a little bit. Can you talk a a bit about the project that you were doing uh, for our digital archive? Oh, okay. Yep. Um, my project is about really like in this, in the news and stuff like that, there's, there's stuff more serious, like people, there's lives being lost, people like on the front lines, you know, helping, you know, save lives and stuff like that. And then there's like stays behind the scenes, like, you know, how people's mm-hmm. daily affected. I think that college kids have been affected by this. And I, I feel like they're like a thing that's under, um, mm-hmm what's the word under represented or something like that underrepresented or something. Yeah. yeah. And so my mission is to talk to college students and talk about how their separate lives have been affected by this whole thing. And yeah, that's basically yeah. what it is. Yeah. I love it. I have been really thinking lately of people who are graduating, yeah. you know, to go out into the job market. Yeah. Oh, that'd be horrific. Okay. So who uh, are, can you tell us any of the people you've talked to so far? You don't have to tell us names oh, or anything, yeah. but have you learned anything? Yeah, I've learned a, I learned a few things. Okay, so first, um, mm-hmm. I talked to mm-hmm. a girl that I wanted to get different perspectives on different things. So I talked to somebody that was in sports that got their sport canceled, and mm-hmm. I wanted to talk mm-hmm. about how they felt about it, how that whole process was. And, like, I can't be in her, her shoes because, like, that's still something really – like, I would, wouldn't know how to feel if my sport got canceled halfway through. So mm-hmm. I learned that, like uh, – that is, I don't know what I learned necessarily. I just like really learned to experience, I guess. I learned that it was sad. I learned that like, that it's not something you want to go through. I learned that, mm-hmm. um, I learned that people, even like besides her, like her being a freshman, I learned that like the seniors and stuff got affected by this, like mm-hmm. big time, of course. And like, I mean, mm-hmm. I just learned like the whole story of it, like the sadness in the locker room and like the, just mm-hmm. the disappointment really. Like, mm-hmm. and, um, I talked to a senior, uh, 
And this senior talked about like, just like you were saying, like that was already a point that was being brought up is like, he's a business major and he doesn't know how long it's going to take before he can actually get out and find a job and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how his graduation was kind of ruined. He was kind of looking forward to it because it's like, of course, just like here kind of got taken away because it's like, you know, he, he wanted their graduation to like seal the deal. He didn't get the closure that he wanted. So like mm-hmm. that story was mm-hmm. a thing. And I talked to another freshman actually, and his mom is a nurse and he talked that like, I, he didn't really talk about it, but I kind of, I kind of wrote it myself, like the way I saw it. Uh, there was like a paradox mm-hmm. because she works at an uh, assisted living and that, you know, those people at high risk are getting, yeah. you know, sick. Yes. Dying from it. So she, his house, like different households, like I wrote, like different households have different like ways they want to handle this. Some are more lenient, some are more strict about it. His household mm-hmm. is one of the ones that are more strict because his mom knows that if her son goes out and does something that he's not supposed to and gets sick and he brings it home with something that's highly contagious, she gets it. She brings it to work. Everybody at work, you know, gets affected by it probably. So they're more strict about it. But then there's like the other end of it where she wants to protect her family because her family is holed up in the house, not leaving. Right. On leaving. So like if she brings it back, that could get everybody in there sick. And, you know, it's just like a paradox like that. So I learned like a dynamic of a family like that's, um, Mm-hmm. you know, dealing with this whole thing. So like, those are like the biggest things I probably took from it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I like that. I like how each, it is amazing to hear how different people are reacting completely differently, depending on, you know, where their jobs are, where they live in the country, where they live in their city, where they live, you know, it's just yeah. all different reactions. Exactly. And yet we're all touching each other. You know, that's the thing. Like, even the people who are holding the most at its strictest right. it, are still going to be impacted by the people who are, you know, going to Miami over spring break. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's this weird, like you said, it's a weird paradox of I'm taking care of myself. Like somehow I'm in control of my individual circumstances, but yet I'm part of this bigger. Right. Thing. And you, you feel that responsibility. So yeah, that's, that's what I was getting at when I was writing. And yeah, so I found it really interesting mm-hmm. to see like how different people, you know, handle this differently and how different things happen in different people's lives. So yeah, mm-hmm. that was, it was cool. Imagine like years from now when you're a wise old man <laughs> and you're talking to, you know, your younger, either younger siblings or younger some kids or nieces (laughs) nephews or students um and you're telling them about you know this time and and what it made you learn kind of like i'm thinking about my my grandma that used to talk about what it was like in the depression what are some things that you would want to tell them or that you would want to remember from this experience well first it is to like a lot of times when you're in something, like I said, my thing, when you're in the eye of the storm, you really don't notice stuff like this. So it's like, be aware mm-hmm. of your surroundings and be aware that like what you're doing is you're kind of blessed to be doing stuff and you're blessed to be with people and that mm-hmm. just be aware of your surroundings first. Um, another one is to be prepared for things like this. So like, even if, even if it's not like on a large scale where the government's doing something, you yourself can be prepared for things like this. So be prepared. That would be another lesson I would mm-hmm. take out of this. And those are, I, I think those are probably be the two biggest mm-hmm. lessons that I take out of it. Be prepared and be like, be, um, uh, like not, what's the, I, I lost the word. Um, be grateful, I guess, be grateful of what you have and like be grateful mm-hmm. of people, honestly. Cause like in this biggest thing right now, being stuck at home all the time. Uh, yeah. 
you want to see people, you want to talk to people, and it's always good to talk to people. So like, not like interview my people on my thing, you know, like it's good to see them because I haven't seen them in a while. I'm like, yeah. Yes. It is exciting, yeah. isn't it? This is why whenever I have, uh, a, whenever I have Zoom office hours and whenever anyone <laughs> zooms in any of my students, I'm so <laughs> Yeah. I'm just like, oh, what's it's going like, on? Hey. You talk right. to me. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, great. Well, um, I hope that you continue to uh, flourish in your new home there and get that kayak. Right, the kayak, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to learn how to do that now. (laughs) You've got to learn how to do that. Is it going to, what's the temperature like there? It's cold, cold down here, of course. Um, It's been, like, honestly, it's been, like, really fluctuating. The last couple of days it was 50. Right now it's, like, 30. Mm -hmm. Um, It was snowing one day and it was, like, so it's fluctuating. But, like, it's been pretty nice, though, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we're supposed to get good weather starting next week. By good, I mean 50s at least down here. Yeah, it must be cold down there. Yeah, yeah, it helps at least to be able to get outside. It does, yeah. Just going on a walk or something. Yeah, Yeah. agreed. 